So just like most people in this country, I was raised in religion. That's kind of the American way. And obviously, people around the world are raised in religion, but just probably not Christianity. There are so many other religions, and they're all pretty similar. I took this religions class in college, and I got to know every religion a little deeper. And at the core, most religions are the same. It's a black and white dogma system of right and wrong, basically. Although I would say Buddhism is a little different than all the rest. It's it's not as black and white, and there is not a savior at the core of Buddhism. You're kind of your own savior. So I personally think Buddhism is a lot different than the other big religions. But anyways, okay, I was raised in a religion, and some people are going to roll their eyes and be like, yeah, you kind of talk about it a lot, but... <laughs> It's my childhood. The most important years of childhood is age zero through seven. Because during that stage, those ages, our brain is in theta brainwave. What that means is that a child is literally wet cement. And anything that go that's thrown at them makes an imprint. So theta brainwave state is basically your subconscious is wide open and your brain is literally getting programmed. Everything that happens, everything that happens is going into the brain and soaking in and making neural wiring. It is complete conditioning, ages zero through seven. So for me, ages zero through seven, I was learning within a religion that my church was correct and right and everyone else in the world everyone else in the country was wrong even other christians you only you had to go to our church to be right and all other christians that went to other churches were wrong so i was taught we are right everyone else is wrong and then within the religion there are a huge list of man-made rules to follow that is what they are of course the bible kind of has its own set of rules and every religion picks and chooses which rules it wants to follow that's the truth like in the bible it says women should cover their head in a place of worship well only a few churches follow that rule people just kind of you know cherry pick what they believe what they and then after you cherry pick what you want to believe or not then every line people translate it differently So, I mean, that's why we have the thousands and thousands of churches, obviously. But this is not what this episode's about. This episode is about how in zero through seven age stage, what you are taught is your programming of your brain. So I was taught a very rigid system of right and wrong and how it feels to be right while other people are wrong. So this is the basis of my brain conditioning. So then once I was in high school and I think I left the church I was raised in, I didn't like wake up one day. I'm like, I'm leaving the church. It was just a natural, easy progression to know I don't align with the belief systems. But it was, I was maybe around 16, 17, 18 years old when things just were not resonating with me. And actually I know signs from my childhood Um, I would have very, very complex, deep questions about 
the Bible or how how our religion just didn't add up. It never made it never gave me peace as a child. And to me, that makes sense because my soul was speaking to me and it has always spoken to me. I just didn't know how to trust it because I was taught to listen to these external authority figures on what is wrong and what is right. You do not listen to the wisdom of your soul. You do not listen to your inside of you at all because you're taught that you are a sinner and you are evil and you are kind of corrupt. But obviously I've learned that there are two voices within your body. There's the ego, which is self-protection and it's all about fear and it is selfish. But everybody has this. It is the ego. It is the part of us. That sole job is just to protect us. That's it. It future projects worry, 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 worry to try and protect us. That's how we stay alive is because we have an ego. But most of the time, it's out of line. It worries too much. It future projects fear way too much. It is out of line most of the time. But also within our body, we have the voice of our soul, which is our intuition. It's our gut instinct. It is the div- it's the divinity within us. Some people would say it is the Holy Spirit. It is God. Call it whatever you want. I believe we all have the voice of our ego. And then we all have the voice of the intuition of the Holy Spirit within us. And we have to learn how to decipher between the two voices. This is the stuff we don't learn when we're young. We have to learn the difference between the two voices. And it's usually pretty easy because the ego is fear and the soul is love. It's love versus fear all the time. So I stopped resonating with the, with the religion in maybe high school. And then it was a few years later when I was done with college that I found veganism. <laughs> I uh, watched Cowspiracy, that documentary about the agriculture, corporations and the whole shebang that you know no one really learns. And it changed me. And at that point, my body was already speaking. It was so lethargic all the time especially after eating red meat that I started putting the pieces together and was like oh my gosh I think my body is communicating to me that it doesn't want as much meat so I right away cut out red meat super easy but then I slowly phased out chicken and fish on my own time whenever I felt it was right well once I got absorbed into the vegan sphere it became my religion. <laughs> it, w- it became my new system of right versus wrong. My brain latched on to this rigidity of this, this is right, this is wrong, this is right, this is wrong, because it didn't have religion anymore. And my brain was so used to being in a system that easily told me what was right, what was wrong so that I wouldn't have to look internally about what I thought was right or wrong. My brain was used to being in a system where I was told what was right or wrong, and it was very clear, there was no shades of gray, black and white, black and white. That's what my brain was used to. So when it found veganism, it latched on. It, it became the new religion. And 
when you discover this thing that lights your soul on fire, you want to tell the whole world. You want to tell the world what they're missing. And this is a natural progression of finding new passions and new knowledge, I think. So when I became vegan, I became the world's number one advocate of being vegan. <laughs> this is this is advocacy and it's just because you're so excited about everything you're learning and this new world. It's just excitement, but it's channeled into okay, now I need to change everyone. Now I need to convert everyone. <laughs> everyone needs to be like me. And that is how we make things like diet a religion because then we need to convert people to our way of living. So I literally left a religion, became vegan, and just traded the religion because I had this deep call to change people and to convert people to veganism. Obviously, I wouldn't say that, but that was the energy. (laughs) That was the energy. Everyone, listen to me. You have to live this way. This is the right way. The way I'm living is right and everyone else is wrong, okay? Now you need to come over to my side and be right. I need to convert you to veganism. That's basically what it was. And it took me many, many, many years to realize that. I was seeped into that new religion for a long time. Like, honestly, maybe 10 years. That's a long time. And... In that time, my husband has been paleo. He's always eaten meat, and I would always try and change him. And he never tried to change me. He always accepted me. He was just like, he always let me do whatever I thought I wanted to do and what was best for me. And I didn't reflect the back, I did not reflect the same principles and acceptance back to him. But what's very interesting is that my husband was not raised in religion. He has not even been baptized. I don't even know if he went to church one time as a child. So his childhood was the complete opposite of mine. And I'm telling you, he is the most open-minded individual I personally know. He hardly knows how to judge people. I truly believe this is why he accepts me so completely and so fully is because he was never introduced to a rigid right and wrong system and I'm right and you're wrong and a huge set of rules to follow. He wasn't introduced to that in his childhood between the ages of zero and seven. So his brain was not conditioned to the level of black and white rigidity and dogma of religion that I was. And there's personality differences, of course, but in our relationship, I see firsthand the difference between his brain and my brain. My brain judges so well and so often. It is on overdrive judging, judging, judging constantly. And sometimes when I'm judging something, I'm asking him, I'm like, oh, did you judge this person? And he's like, no. I think he doesn't even know how to judge sometimes. Of course he does because he has an ego and he's in this society. But I'm telling you, it's not to the level that I am. And also in regards to diet, he fully believes in the paleo way. 
but he has never tried to change me. He has never tried to convert me. He is so fully steadfast in you have to do what is right for you and I will do what is right for me. He does not push his beliefs onto anyone. He has zero urge to change anyone. And that is the opposite of me. I'm realizing and I've realized that I want to make everyone like me for some reason. And because, well, because I'm right. And because I do everything right. And everyone needs to come to my side and live like me because I do everything right. Because that's what I learned as a child. So it wasn't until maybe the past year and a half that I fully realized that I jumped from one religion to the other extreme opposite, but still a religion. Because my brain needed this very black and white set of rules to follow because it didn't know how to live and to act with shades of gray. It doesn't even think shades of gray exists. It only believes black and white exists. So since realizing this, it's been a very, very, very conscious effort to make myself see the shades of gray and critically think and get beyond the black and whiteness because my brain goes straight to black and white and this is wrong, this is right. That's my brain conditioning. So I have to be aware of it, realize it, and then kind of parent myself through it and be like, no, actually there are 1 million shades of gray and this is why. And that's now my internal dialogue. But I'm doing this episode because... (laughs) I realized that I made vegan, veganism my religion. So then I had to purposely break the set of rules of black and white. I was like, okay, I'm going to eat chicken once a week. So I'm breaking rules. So I am not in this dogma. And if I eat meat, then I won't judge people. I will not judge people as harshly that eat meat. Like, because then I'm down to their level. And I'm not this high and mighty, more moral person above them. I had to break the, my own rules or I had to break the vegan rules to get out of that dogma, to <laughs> be more neutral and more in the middle because I was too extreme. And when you're extreme, that's where the extreme judgment comes in. So I would also eat eggs or cheese. I would just cycle on and off things depending on you know what I felt. I, I like the word intuitarian. You eat with what your intuition says. So I practiced that for a while. And I still do that, obviously, because I'm trying not to follow a rigid set of rules for my diet. That's what I'm consciously doing. But in the past month, something has happened to me where I am now watching my brain latch on to a new thing because it wants to make a new thing a religion. Okay, so I discovered this amazing, amazing way of pregnancy and birth, which is called wild pregnancy, which is a woman that is fully embodied in her body, in her intuition, in her sovereignty, in her power, where she is so connected to her body and her baby that she does not need to go to a doctor for the doctor to tell her what's wrong or even if she's pregnant or not because a woman fully embodied in her body, she will know she's pregnant because she's that in tune with her body. 
or her intuition will tell her, ooh, something's off with this pregnancy. You know, I should go get some extra tests because something feels off or everything feels great. Everything feels normal. I feel no need to get an ultrasound. I feel no need to go see a doctor for them to fear monger me about a potential risk that can happen when I'm going to keep my baby no matter what's wrong with the baby. So I see no reason to go to a doctor. So this way of pregnancy is called wild pregnancy because you kind of are just on your own. You don't go to a doctor. You only go to a doctor if you truly feel something's off. So I've been listening to a million birth stories of women who live their life like this. And it resonates with me so deeply because my journey has been getting back into my body and like owning my feminine power, being in my body, listening to my intuition, um, not going to an external authority figure to tell me shit about my health or my life. Everything has been leading me to this. This is what I feel. And then a free birth It's basically educating yourself about birth, true natural birth, not the fear-mongering Western medicine way of birth, truly learning the natural way of birth, which I'll give you an example. This blew my mind. Okay. You know how some babies are born with the umbilical cord around their neck? Well, I've learned that 40 to 50% of babies are born with this. It is a variation of normal. And it's actually an adaptation to prevent umbilical cord prolapse, which is when the cord starts coming out of the cervix and the vagina before the baby, which is very dangerous. But basically, the baby wraps the cord around their own body or neck to prevent that dangerous situation from happening. That is nature's way. But if you are in a hospital and the baby has the cord around the neck, this is treated as an emergency and the baby is taken away. Oh my gosh. And like, this is just mind blowing to me. Okay. This is the stuff I've been learning and it's blowing my mind and I love it. So once you learn the real reason, it makes sense and it gives you peace and you're like, yes, This is the way nature designed. There is perfection in everything. This is how I feel. This is my truth because truth gives me peace. So a free birth is basically when a woman takes responsibility for her own birth and she is in charge of her body and her baby and her birth. She doesn't outsource her birth to an external authority figure like a doctor or a midwife. She is in charge of her body because she knows her body and she listens to every intuition and every sign from her body. She's also not outsourcing to be saved. Okay, there are a few scenarios where you might need medical attention. That's the truth of it. But most of the time, women give all of their power to the doctor and say, here, I will shut off my internal intuition system and you, you take my baby, you take it out of me, which is kind of what we've been taught. This is nothing against women. This is the history of OBGYN where in the 1800s, these white males just trampled their way into the birth sphere, which has always been run by women because women give birth. 
But in the 1800s, these white males with white coats are like, no, we are going to save women and we are going to use these vacuums and forceps and take women's babies out of them and drug them and cut off any primalness of the woman's intuitive birthing urges, all of that. Mm, Yeah, I could go on forever, but this is not what this podcast is about. Okay, so free birth is basically a woman that is fully embodied in her body and her intuition and knowledgeable about the natural way of birth so that she births her own baby in her own sovereignty and power. So this is what I've been learning and it resonates so deeply within every cell of my being. But because it's awakening this huge earthquake in me, I can feel my brain making it my new religion, okay? (laughs) I am getting into this new system of this is the right way of birth and there is a wrong way of birth. And yeah, I think that's true to a degree because there is the natural way of birth. That That is true. Just like there's a natural way of getting pregnant. What nature intends. There is a nature made way, which is the right way. So I do think there's a degree of this is the right way of birth and wrong way of birth because it's what nature intended. But I can feel myself making this way of pregnancy and birth my new religion. And it is categorizing things as the right way and the wrong way. And my ego is so flared up with judgment. And it's not judgment against women it's, a, it's judgment against the whole freaking system of Western medicine that is completely ruled by fear. And it's, it's a capitalist system because they want to make money. They truly aren't doing what is right for you. They're doing what is right for them and their liability and for their pockets to make money. So now that I'm learning all of this new information and this is a huge mind shift for me I am making it my new religion and (laughs) to not I have to be so conscious I have to just sit here and watch my ego make its man-made rules and it's right and wrong and black and white and talk myself out of it and say no Leah there are shades of gray (laughs) there are shades of gray oh wow that's a big judgment oh wow that's a judgment And I just have to sit here watching my judgments because they're strong and they're loud. But this is just the way of my ego. This is the way my brain was conditioned. And my brain just feels safe being a part of a system and a community that has very black and white rules. And what's funny is I'm already posting things about wild pregnancy or free birth on my Instagram because I'm so passionate about it just like I did with veganism. But that is my personality. That is totally my personality. But what I've learned through the whole veganism religion lesson that I lived is that no one listens when you're preaching. No, like, uh, no one does. And they only really listen or pay attention when you're just an example when you just emanate the way you believe 
and they could just watch you and you don't have to preach one single word. So this is what I'm trying to work through and to parent myself right now because I can completely hitch a ride on this wild pregnancy free birth movement and be so preachy and I already am. I already am. Like there's no way around that. I'm just trying to dial it back. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to dial it back. I'm I'm still when I get really excited by information I learn, I still tell people about it because that's what I do when I'm excited. That's just my personality. So what I'm doing is I'm I'm just trying to observe and watch my ego, you know, do its thing and just try to have compassion towards myself because the only way to really rewire everything I learned from the ages of zero through seven is through awareness and conscious practice of thinking about the shades of gray and talking about the shades of gray and purposely trying to critically think beyond the black and white. So I'm doing this podcast episode just to kind of share something I've been going through right now because it's kind of comical to me, like how we as humans, we, could be, we can leave a religion yet honestly feel so desperate to be a part of a community or a religion that then we make diet our religion or we make our politics our religion. To me, the, what I categorize as religion is it's a division system. It's I'm right, you're wrong, and it's us versus them. Where God, the center of religion, it is actually unconditional love. But true unconditional love, I think we don't even, we can't even fathom unconditional love. Because the only thing possible with unconditional love is love. That's it. There is no right or wrong. There is no punishing. There is nothing besides unconditional love. And that is what religion teaches, but it's not. But it's not because it is full of judgment and it is full of rules and right and wrong and us versus them. So this is how I know religion is a human ego construct because the human ego is the only thing that knows division and us versus them and I'm right and you're wrong so well. God does not have an ego. God is not an ego. God is only unconditional love. And with unconditional love, there are no divisions. There is no black and white. Everything is love. And we can't even fathom that. We, like, our, our parents say they love us, but you, with unconditional love, you don't punish someone. You just love them. So I don't even know if any of us have ever experienced unconditional love. I think the only way, this is just my opinion, but the only way I've ever experienced unconditional love is with my own soul. Is when I am, you know, in my meditation or prayer moments or listening to music or dancing where I feel God's love come within my body and it permeates every cell in my body and I am beaming with love. That is the only unconditional love experience I have ever experienced in my human life. And it wasn't even through another human because I don't know, I don't know if another human is capable of unconditional love because they have an ego. 
I'm not sure, you guys. I'm not sure. The only love experience, true love, I've ever experienced has been through God. It's so funny saying that because I'm married, but that's my, that's my truth, is the realest unconditional love I have ever experienced is from my creator. That is why I believe in a creator, because of that unconditional love experience that I can experience any day, any moment I want. Okay, I take back what I said. I fully believe that when we are aligned and we're centered and we are living from our soul, which is a very, very, very small amount of time in a day, when we are emanating true love and peace and acceptance and forgiveness, that is when we are embodying the divine and when we are unconditional love. But then we kind of switch back into our ego and this is how we live most of our life and every day is in our ego, in our mind, worrying, 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 anticipating, worrying. That's how most of us spend our days and then just the smallest amount of our day if we pray or meditate or listen to music or go for a walk or a run. If we do those things to align ourselves, then we live in our soul and we can be true love to other people. And people can be true love back to us. But I do think it's rare and it's people who consciously choose to align their spirit to get out of the ego.